It was last August when Rich Moore decided to go for a walk up a steep mountain trail from his Colorado home. As always, the 71-year-old Moore took his 14-year-old Jack Russell Terrier named Finney. Neither came home from that hike. When neither Rich nor Finney came home, the alarm was sounded. Search and rescue teams spent 2,000 hours looking for the missing duo. That is until now. It was a total surprise when two months later, a hunter stumbled on the dead body of Rich Moore. But the surprise? The elderly Finney the dog was still alive and standing guard by his late master's side. Rescuers think Rich became disoriented and lost, leading to his death. I don't know his spiritual condition. But I do know there's a picture here, a lesson to be learned. No matter what happens to a Christ follower, the Lord is by our side. He never leaves in life nor in death, his arm wrapped around us. Welcome to Haven Today here on Wednesday. I'm Charles Morris sharing with you the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series this week called Christians You Should Know. I really have enjoyed this special series we've done off and on for so many years now. I think it's so helpful for us to see how God is at work, building his kingdom through Christians just like you and me. And my hope is it will inspire you to keep serving King Jesus no matter where or what you do. In the next few minutes, I want you to meet a Christian friend from London. He had done well with Lloyd's of London, and it was later in life that he sensed his Savior leading him in a way to share his faith. It's a story worth hearing, and I want him to share it with you. It reminds me of Johnny Cash. He didn't sense the Lord's leading him to faith in Christ until later in life, but that made all the difference. If you don't know his story, or only heard our programs the past couple of weeks, you need to watch the DVD like I did, called Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon. We have it for you, for your gift to Haven Today. Or join others who've given to receive multiple copies to share this Christ-honoring story with others. Come to our website after the program, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Now let's open the program with City Alight and Saved My Soul. You, my God, has saved my soul. I am yours forevermore. I won't be moved of this, I'm sure. You are my God and you saved my soul. i 
bursting out with songs of praise. What once was dead is now alive. You gave to me the breath of life. You brought me up out from the grave. I'm bursting out with songs of praise. I'm bursting out with songs of praise. I'm bursting out with songs of Today and Christians you should know. And on this program today, a pastor friend of mine has suggested our following guest. You'll tell by his accent right away where he's from. He was connected, still is, with one of the very small insurance concerns in England called Lloyd's of London. And Richard Berganen, thank you very much for joining me here on a program called Christians You Should Know, a special episode this week. Well, thank you, Charles. I'm absolutely delighted to be with you. Thank you. What in the world does an insurance executive from London have to do with starting an evangelism program. You were in the world of making money, uh, and you still are in that world a little bit, but now you're in the world of reaching people for Christ. How did that come about? Well, you know, I became a Christian when I was a teenager, and so, yes, I have always been that senior business guy that you would have an intellectually interesting conversation with when you saw me over a coffee or a breakfast or a lunch, whatever it was, you would say, no, Richard, you know, you're a Christian. What do you think of? And off we'd go. And uh, I would, I might well have uh, handed you in the days of cassettes. I might have handed you a talk on a cassette and then it was a CD or I might have handed you a book or I might have invited you to an event. But the reality is, is that increasingly in our society today, when everybody's rights are the first thing at the top of the agenda. So your rights to say, well, I believe in this immediately equal apparently my rights to say, well, I've got a piece that passes all understanding. Well, Richard, that's great, but uh, I'm into going into the gym, I'm into mindfulness, I'm into sexual freedom, whatever it is. So let's just agree that uh, it's been great to have this conversation and uh, let's just leave it there. In other words, my conversations, which may have been intellectually very stimulating for the individual, blew off in the intellectually interesting wind. And when I next saw you in whatever time period it was, we had to start all over again. Now, why was that? Well, there was no hook. I'll tell you what was missing. Uh, As a Christian of over 30 years standing, I didn't know how to share the word of God. So therefore, automatically, the conversation was about me rather than we were looking at the living word of God together. 
And uh, a friend of mine is Professor John Lennox, that some of your listeners may well know. And I introduced uh, Professor Lennox to one of Europe's most powerful insurance executives. And uh, we had a fascinating dinner which went on for three and a half hours, where my non-Christian friend adored firing across the table to the professor uh, intellectually stimulating questions. And he was intellectually stimulated by the process. The end of three and a half hours, where John was uh, responding every single time with what I knew to be a biblical answer, my friend begged for another dinner. So we went again. We now had seven hours of the most fantastic apologetics that money could buy. Uh, To me, it was like watching a mismatch finals at Wimbledon because my friend who was from a non-Christian background didn't realize that the answers that were coming back from John were all biblical, but he was stimulated intellectually by the process. So, Charles, I literally pulled my white handkerchief, which my mother would have been proud of me. It was clean. I pulled my white handkerchief out of my pocket and I waved it and I surrendered and I said I'm really sorry folks I don't want to do another one of these and my non-Christian friend turned on me and said Richard why I adore this it's so stimulating I said no don't beat yourself up my dear friend but uh, I found a subject for the first time in 30 years of knowing you where you don't know what you're talking about you like most people you're biblically ignorant and you don't realize that the answers the good professor are giving, is giving you are all coming from the Bible. So I can't see any point in meeting again unless we actually ask the good professor to come and show you where he's getting this stuff from. Now, Charles, you can't be vaguer than that. This stuff. That's what I literally said. Well, the third dinner, the good professor turned up and he had printed off the start of John's gospel. He printed it on a sheet of paper and it was set out as sentences. It didn't look like a Bible. It looked like a contract. And we started to go through it line by line. In the beginning, well, my non-Christian friend turned on the professor immediately and he said, in the beginning, he said, I've, I've read Richard Dawkins. Richard Dawkins doesn't believe there was a beginning. Well, here's what the Bible says. In the beginning was God. We got to sentence two. He was there in the beginning. So my friend said, well, hang on a minute. You mean God's not an amorphous mass? Well, no, he's personal. Look, it starts with a he. Well, by the time we got to verse four, sentence four, my friend's jaw was metaphorically on the dining room table. For the very first time in his life, he was being shown the promises of God and he understood them and they were blowing his mind. He sat there in complete silence as we went through it line by line by line. I did not need to see that twice. And that's where this came from. This is so intriguing. You're obviously using this. You're seeing it work in the lives of people in in places in the world that uh, are not so in tune uh, with the gospel, like much of North America, where many of our listeners are, um, why not attract? Why not just give somebody the Bible? Why not just give them a copy of the Gospel of John? Oh, very simply, because we are a biblically ignorant age. Uh, We don't know who Jesus really is in so many ways. We're not looking at the Bible. So I've discovered, and uh, all around the world, this has become an issue, that if you hand someone a gospel, for example, a gospel booklet, they will glaze over after a couple of sentences because they don't understand it. 
And it's a bit like, you know, if you look up um, in Acts, the story of Philip meeting the Ethiopian treasurer in the desert, uh, this is an extraordinary story. Let's just go off for a second into Acts. The Ethiopian treasurer spends an absolute fortune on buying one of the biggest books of the Old Testament. It would have been an extremely expensive scroll. Now, what made an Ethiopian do that? Well, I would suggest God touched his heart. So he's then in his chariot, he's trying to read it, and Philip meets him in the middle of the desert and says to the Ethiopian, do you understand what you're doing? And the Ethiopian quite naturally says, well, no, how can I unless somebody explains it to me? And so he invited Philip up into the chariot and and Philip started to go through it line by line. Well, that's exactly what I had seen John Lennox do for my friend. And therefore, the word one to one is exactly that. It breaks down sentence by sentence and it gives next to that sentence the question that the sentence raises and the answer. So no one's put on the spot. They, they, it's a transparent, skeletal conversation so that you can go through it with your friend. You have got the guide and they can see the guide in front of them. You've got a copy. They've got a copy. It's breaking it down sentence by sentence. Only at the end of the episode, and we call them episodes to because in today's world, frankly, looking at the word of God It is like a box set for somebody. They have no idea what's going to come next, particularly in the book of John, because it has this so extraordinary start. It doesn't start with Bethlehem. So actually, we put at the end of each episode the passage that we would have read in church as a block of of Scripture. Why is it at the end? Because they wouldn't have understood it more than a few sentences. So it's been broken down for them a sentence at a time. When they get to the end, they can now add all the sentences up and they fully understand it. Let me ask you how this works its way out. On our program, the last several days, last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the life of Johnny Cash. Raised in a Christian home, rural Arkansas, became famous, made a lot of money, uh, got into booze, uh, got into pills, and it was when he was ready to just die in a cave that he found Christ as his Savior, and his life was changed later in life. Can this approach to sharing the gospel through the Gospel of John work with the Johnny Cashes of this world? And I'll admit it, we probably have a few Johnny Cashes listening to the program today out there across North America or even someone like a young child. Does anything come to mind that you could share with us? Oh, Charles, you really shouldn't have asked me this question. We could be here all day because what's happened is this, as we've seen the gospel in this form rocket around the world into over 90 countries and growing, is that anybody above the age of 12 can use Word One to One to show the gospel to their friends. Let's start with a 13-year-old boy. He goes to his church youth group And in the youth group, they use Word One to One to open the Bible to him for the first time in his life. And do you know what? He gave his life to Christ. He went home to his non-Christian parents, and the non-Christian parents said to him, "Uh, you're different, my boy. Now, he's English, so that's why they spoke like that. You're different, my boy. What is it? And he said, well, let me show you, mum and dad. So he, at 13, having just found Christ himself through the words of John, is able to sit down and share the gospel with his parents having just been converted. There's a 13-year-old using it. Let's jump. Uh, in, in Hong Kong, 
uh, a woman who, who they were offering uh, free lunches when I was speaking at, at the UBS bank, free burgers. And this woman came in because I presume she was hungry. And uh, she picked up word one to one and it led her to give her life to Christ. She wrote to me six months later. She said, my 74 year old father is sitting in front of me with tears rolling down his cheeks. I've just had the great delight of showing my father that he can have certainty. The endless round of reincarnation, Dad, is over. You have a savior. He's called Jesus Christ, and he actually offers you adoption into his family with certainty. Tears rolling down his cheeks. In an old people's home, a woman wrote to me, 96 years old. She said, thank you so much for word one to one. She said, uh, the truth is, the older you grow, you don't, you worked out that actually you don't have life's answers. And she said, in this nursing home, I can assure you, I am surrounded by people who know that's the case. She said, I'm having the great joy for the first time in my life of being able to now share the word of God because I've got a format that would allow me to do so. She said, great, great news. She said, I've got a captive audience. <laughs> she said, I'm having a great time. Uh, one guy who I immediately always think of is his name is Martin. I met Martin for 15 months and uh, I was buying the coffee, Charles, for 15 months. And we were working our way through John's gospel. And one day my phone went and it was Martin. And Martin said, Richard, I'd like to buy you a coffee. I thought, great, long last, I get my free coffee. So I pitched up for my free coffee and Martin started the conversation by saying this. He said, Richard, I knelt at the foot of the cross last night. I said, that's an extremely interesting thing to say. What took you there, Martin? Oh, he said, it was nothing you said. <laughs> 15 months I've been buying this guy coffee. He said, Richard, I never got over the first six words at the beginning of John. In the beginning was the word. He said that those six words went into my mind like a branding iron on a piece of steak. In the beginning. In the beginning, he said, I've read Richard Dawkins, I've read Christopher Hitchens, I've read all these new atheists. He said, do you know what? Richard Dawkins is an idiot. There has to have been a beginning. And actually, John, not you, Richard, John explained to me in the beginning was God. And he went on to explain that the word is actually Jesus Christ. So actually, what John showed me was who the word was, what the word had come to do, how the word actually died on a cross to pay a price for me that I could never afford. I could never be right with God without God actually dying for me through his son and how he then raised himself again from the dead and offered me a living relationship, which is empowered through the power of the Holy Spirit. He said, Richard, that's what I've got. It was nothing you said. Now, actually, you know what? What a huge relief. I have discovered, and so many countless people I meet around the world have discovered, nobody remembers what I say. It's just my words. They are fixated by what the Word of God says, because it's a living, empowered Word from our Creator. He longs for us to be close to Him, and therefore His Word works. I need to come up for air. <laughs> it's so wonderful hearing you recount the stories of how God led you to use God's word to lead people to Jesus Christ. And it's not you. It's the power of the spirit at work. And it's all coming out of the power of the word that God has given to us. 
Um, tell everybody your web address here, just because I've let you talk about your ministry that you have. And what's your web address? www.theword121, the number 121.com. Richard Berganen, thank you so much for coming all the way to join me here on Haven Today. And I look forward to um, actually using the Gospel of John and these sentences to lead people to Christ. Amen. I'm humbled to my core as I have seen my Savior work. Once my soul was astray from the heavenly way I was wretched and as vile as could be But my Savior and love Gave me peace from above When he reached down his hand for me When my Savior reached down for me When he reached down his hand for me I was lost and undone Without God or His Son When He reached down His hand for me How my heart does rejoice When I hear His sweet voice In the tempest to Him I do flee There to lean on his arm Safe, secure from all harm When he reached down his hand for me When my Savior reached down for me When he reached down his hand for me I was lost and undone without my God or His Son when He reached down His hand for me. That's He Reached Down, the music of Johnny Cash from my mother's hymn book on this Haven Today and a program called Christians You Should Know. Well, I'm so thankful that I was able to spend time with Richard Begorman as we met up for breakfast and then talked just yesterday about the Lord and sharing the gospel. And just before we go, I want to share a way that you can share the gospel with someone you love. It might sound a little strange, but as you watch the new documentary on the life of Johnny Cash, you'll have many opportunities to speak of Christ and how he can change lives. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Johnny told me I'm my happiest when I'm performing. But sometimes Cash gets into trouble. He was darkness and light living in the same body. He was my hero for all the right reasons and all the wrong reasons. He faced his worldliness and came out wanting to be right with God. Do you have any regrets about where you died? I forgave myself. When God forgave me, I figured I better do it too. Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon. It's a well-made film that'll show you how he was raised in a Christian home in Arkansas 
and then rebelled against all he knew was right and wrong, but eventually, later in life, was brought to his knees before his Lord and Savior. What a story, a story of redemption. It will inspire you to keep praying for those who have gone astray around you, and even better, you can share some popcorn and invite your loved ones who don't know Christ yet to come and watch it with you. So for your gift to the ministry, we'll send you the DVD called Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon. This film tells the story of his life, and it also shares his music, too. But most of all, I gained a new appreciation for his life and faith in Jesus. And I think you'll be encouraged to see how God gave a broken man a second chance. So come to our website right now. Watch the trailer for the documentary at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us right now and make your gift and ask for the DVD at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And remember, you can't find this DVD on Amazon or other online stores. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. The cross of Christ was the place where everything met once and for all. Our sin and guilt met grace and forgiveness. Our weakness met the Lord's power. Our rebellion met the King of Kings who subdues his enemies. Our hatred met divine love. Psalm 85 adds, love and faithfulness meet together. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. When salvation arrives, all things come together and meet. We find all our hearts, deepest longings in the face of Jesus Christ the only one who can take justice and mercy and give both to us without destroying us. In him we have salvation from our sin and salvation into a love that sends us out to a hurting and desperate world. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.